on the edge of space before time began. There was only the Hubverse. Sprocketeers avenged clarity. They dismantled obscurity. They danced when the flywheel spun. Here, we bring you the stories and the journeys to becoming the HubSpot Super Admin. In this episode, Islam explains how business growth is personal growth and how HubSpot customers go from chaos to calm. Welcome to the Becoming a HubSpot Super Admin podcast powered by Sprocketeer. We're championing the HubSpot Super Admin, and with us today, we have one of those, Islin Munisteri, co-founder and CRO at Thea Strategies. Hey, Islin. Hey, Grant. It's great to be on. Woo! Woo! Great. We got, we got yeah, our shirt. Insert time. <laughs> we, <gonna> <laughs> we got to meet uh, at Inbound, which was fun, but we got to do like the, like the, hey... We're the people high thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to now have translated all the times we've spoken to your story. Thanks for awesome. being here. Let's start with your favorite HubSpot tool and why it's your favorite HubSpot tool. I really love the HubSpot sales suite. I, I would say, you know, the deals tracking, especially when you, as you scale and you have a bigger you know, sales organization is really key for tracking your revenue, understanding whether or not deals will close or not, and understanding just how, how your reps are performing. I also like the sales automation, you know, with the sales sequences and that, that type of thing and, and the automated call recording and as they get better, some call coaching as well. So I, I really like the HubSpot sales tools. Nice. Sounds like the HubSpot. Hubs, the the sales hub might be just encompassing all the things you love. Yes. Fantastic. All right. All right. So sales stuff, translate that. Uh, well, tr move over now to you. Let's hear about you. Your, your role now, CRO, tell us about uh, a couple statements of the things you do right now. The things I do right now is really helping my business partner um, and life partner, Lucas, with implementing, you know, strategy for our clients. I, I kind of act as the account manager right now to make sure relationships move smoothly. You know, we have documented meeting notes and action items and making sure that we, we stay on top of what we say we'll do for our clients and having a process for that in place. Um, Gotcha. I really, I really enjoy that part, um, and it's—I—I I, I don't know, like it's—it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like I never thought I would have more of a touchy feely, have relationshipy role, um, but that's that's kind of how my role has turned out to be. And I also help in the sales process, in the discovery and proposal process as well. So, gotcha. Making sure all of the touch points, it sounds like, are being met, which is what you said. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we say what we're gonna say, we're gonna do, and we actually do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's what I want to do. I want to now that we know where you're at, I want to go back 
know where you started the journey with HubSpot, and then we'll talk about the space between. So now that we have the now goalpost, take us back. Uh, when did you start using HubSpot and, and what were you doing then? Sure. So I, I guess we could go back to, you know, 2009 when I first graduated as a petroleum engineer out of Colorado School Mines. I worked in the oil field in Texas and Alaska for eight years. Um, and then we came to Colorado and then that's that's really where we started using HubSpot uh, for our clients and realized the power that had over other competitors and We've been scaling our agency FIA strategies ever since then. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of how how we've we've grown. Excellent. Wait a second. <laughs> you, how'd you go from oil field to, to was it a SaaS HubSpot? What, were you using HubSpot to run an oil company? No, no. Okay. So it, it's actually quite interesting. So. So when we came to Colorado, my, my, my business partner at that time uh, tried starting his own drilling engineering consulting company mm -hmm. where he had some soft verbal contracts, but no money, right? Mm -hmm. So he shut that down. And then he, in that process, he discovered that he liked marketing and the data more than engineering. So he decided okay. to make that pivot over into marketing. Um, and then like in the first year or two, we, we were doing really general marketing stuff and we really, that wasn't our strength, right? And, and so we figured out our strengths was in people, process, and data. And that was in HubSpot, um, wow. having a system the for, for that. The consulting business was the goal. And out of that, he found out that like marketing was this thing. And that's when you started using HubSpot to do that marketing. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we started using HubSpot and then we started using HubSpot for our clients and it just kind of snowballed from, from there. I mean, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't say client acquisition has been super easy, right. But it's not the hardest thing that you can do, right. Mm -hmm. We've, we've done some crazy things with Salesforce and HubSpot together uh, on some, with some of our clients, we've we've really had some good case studies and enjoyed. But I think the most important part is really enjoyed the work, right? Um, yeah. I I think there's like a survey I forgot from which source, uh, but I'm re I'm currently reading Gabor Mate's book on um, the myth of normal and. He in it he talks about that you know like people who are truly engaged at their at their jobs, according to some workforce surveys, is really like somewhere between ten and fifteen percent. Like people are not really enjoying it, right? So like <laughs> the fact that the fact that like we get to enjoy our jobs, I think, is a real real privilege yeah. to have. Nice. Quite interesting the the transition there. All right, so you've given us the now and the then. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk to us about some milestones. Uh, it started with an agency, it sounds like. So how over the years, uh, or just the, over the time, how have you progressed milestone-wise? What, what were some things you did that when you look back, you're like, that was 
that was a new thing we finally did. I guess the milestones, you know, like you, there's different tiering on the HubSpot partners. We tiered to become a gold partner, I think, in 2020 or 2021. And my think in March Congrats. of 2021. Then we, and then we went to platinum this year. And it's just been kind of growing. But it, I feel like the journey is really about figuring out who you are as a person and figuring out who you are as a company. Right, like you're, and differentiating the two, or, and, or figuring it out. Period. I think it's di- well, obviously, who you are is not the company, right? But like, mm-hmm. who, like learning to value your skill set, right? Because what we do is no, is, is like it's it's like engineering, right? It's it's not the easiest stuff, um, you know, and you're. And to be compensated for it as well is, is amazing. But I'm just saying, like, I, I would say we we learned that we're a good marketing technology company. That's what we're really good at. That's we do revenue operations really well. We make sure we integrate all the HubSpot hubs. If we need to, we we talk with Salesforce. Um, but it's really about differentiating who you are as as a company. Right? How are you different than all the other HubSpot agency partners? And we like to do hard things. We right. take companies from chaos to calm. Right? We clean up <laughs> data. We yeah, we literally clean up data that's like you scary think. as crap. And then mm-hmm. you know, um, and then and then suddenly you discover that things become sendable when you don't have friend as the first name field in like 20,000 records <laughs> you know <laughs> like um, right. Right. so so you see like what what becomes possible through you know first data cleanup you know doing the basics discovering voice and then doing lead scoring and then doing email marketing and all these <laughs> bless you me. all these all these things all these things build upon each other Right, and it's just like taking it layer by layer and step by step. Islin, I love that taking chaos to clarity. Yep, chaos to so calm. much sense. You do have all these. There's there's this sense that when you're running business, you're putting things out and you're doing things and you're you're putting out fires and it creates kind of this chaos sometimes that businesses mm-hmm. feel because they show up every day and they run their business. So if you can say, look, we're going to take you from that chaos to clarity and you're still going to show up every day, but what you're showing up to is a clear process and a clear vision of what you're doing. That feels really nice. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's what we do as a company. And I think to, to achieve that, right, is not to eat the elephant all at once. There's like this, I don't know if you've seen Creed, but it's like, <laughs> you know, one step at a time, one punch at a time one round at a time, right? So you you kind of just take it one day at a time and you just you just get there, right? right? And you just keep on taking action, right? You might not have the exact right answer. Yeah. Right? You might not you might not have the answer, but you have an answer which is good enough to start something. And right. then you can start iterating and figure out where the boundaries are. And so that's that's mm-hmm. what you go. I'm hearing you talk about your milestones as the partner. 
And and then as you put leveled up on the partner track with HubSpot, I'm also hearing you talk about this distinction between what the business is doing and defining and you understanding what the business is doing. Then there's also this personal side that you're talking about where there's the distinction between the two. What's, mm -hmm. what's been some of your personal growths as the business has grown? Well, I mean, you know, I've done a lot of therapy, man. A lot of therapy. <laughs> Whatever you want to share, of course. But for yeah. those who are growing and and showing up and the business is growing, we all understand that we're going to have to play a role in that business. How do we best show up? Are we uh, are we great at organizing people? Are we great at completing tasks? Do we lead from the front? What are some of those you can generally speak to of the roles you've kind of played as the business has grown? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, I think going back to the therapy part, you know, resolving trauma, which shows up in all sorts of relationships, really helps build a healthy company where you have healthy relationships with your employees and you're not, you know, reenacting poor parental relationships, to put it frankly. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're not doing what what a lot of therapists call trauma repetition compulsion and you're trying to enter the same situation over and over again trying to fix the same things but if you don't fix yourself the same things continue to happen right so you have to fix yourself first you know take care of your, put the face mask on yourself first before going out and so like i think that's that's been helpful you know in in kind of having better healthy relationships with my business partner and employees and mm -hmm. just understanding expectations and no and like having really clear expectations of what we expect from people and and that type of thing um like in our journey we've we've hired some great people we've fired you know people who oversold themselves we've we've uh I mean, like some of our shortfalls, like, you know, for example, my business partner and I, we're, we suck at accounting and doing ARAP and you, okay. and, you know, that that's, that's really key to having a business, right? Um, is making sure you're, you're getting accounts receivable on time and yeah, you're right. making, you know, track, making sure you pay your bills on time too. So, um, I thought we could make payroll, but there's nothing in the account. I know. It's like, oh, <laughs> but I mean, like that—that's when we realized we had to hire an accounting specialist, mm -hmm. right? And even though we are a small team, like if that's not a core competency you have, like you've got to hire for it. And even right. though we're really good at HubSpot, we we're really sucking at AR, <laughs> right? So, yeah. so I mean, like that's that's when you know you need to hire. And like, yeah, it would be great to have that extra, I don't know, two, $2,000 a month, like in your pocket, but you don't have the $2,000 or however much you're paying the part-time, you know, accounting specialist because you don't have the money. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's really acknowledging, you know, your weaknesses and your weaknesses become very apparent as you run, run a business. It, yeah. Well done in clarifying again back to what you said creating clarity out of chaos 
Uh, I mean, even in, in your answers, you're, it's very clear to me, Island, and those of you listening right now, that what they have going on is growth on the business side, which means you have to have growth on the personal side. And what happens is you can't grow until you deal with the things in front of you. And oftentimes the thing in front of you are the things that are actually holding you back. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes like you don't, you're not aware of what's holding you back until you, you get there. And it's you really, there, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just really interesting. And like, I, I guess in the business growth and personal growth is that like, like once you become more self-aware, then you're able to like kind of climb that ladder of, of consciousness. Um, you know, David Hawkins in, he has many books, but like some of his books, he see like in, I think in both the books I read by him, you know, there's different states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you could be like super low, like at the level of shame and he, and he puts numbers to them, or you could be starting at the level of courage which is at like a level of 200 and that's when you're able to feel safe inside and mm -hmm. you're able to like um, respond to feedback, right? So that like feedback doesn't obliterate you, but you can grow personally and then you, you climb higher and higher, like to love and peace. And if you ever get there, like enlightenment, right. But, but right. Uh, you need to be at a minimum level of like 200 to be able to, to grow yourself as a, as a person. Like, that's, Interesting. That's is, that, is there a book people can learn more about this process? Yeah. Let me <laughs> open up. I'm like, let me open up my phone. Let's look it up. Libby on here. <laughs> but it's, it's by, uh, let me go to the, yeah, what's library. his name? Is David, David, Haw David Hawkins, David Hawkins. This has been an interesting, while you're looking that up, a uh, conversation about milestones along the way from what it is you're doing in business and then how you're showing up as a human inside that business. What, and, and whether you're a leader, if you're listening and you're, you're a leader in, a, in the business or whether you're uh, an employee or a manager, uh, you're going to be showing up some way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How you Dealing with so and recognizing how you're showing up is really key yeah yeah like you can't like when i was working in the oil field i was like the greatest doer like i could do a lot of things in engineering like reservoir engineering but like i had really horrible relationships with my boss um and like that it, that was kind of like re-traumatizing me in a way of like kind of you know reenacting some of the really bad relationship dynamics i had with my mom yeah. Right. So yeah, that yeah. so that was that was not good, right? But like, if you don't fix yourself, right, then then you continue to have those traumatic experiences, kind of wherever you go, whether you like go to a great company or like go to a startup or like you you continue to attract that same experience until you can finally, you know, fix it through therapy or EMDR or whatever it is that you can finally let go. Um, Understood. So David Hawkins, he has lots of books. Um, Letting Go is a book, and then if you if you want to learn more about the different levels, there's the Map of Consciousness Explained. Map of Consciousness Explained, and what was the yep. first one? And then Letting Go. And Letting Go. Awesome. 
we'll uh, we'll look for those and tag them in the in the notes. Awesome. All right, so that was a trip down Milestone Lane, uh, and I love that you pointed out that there's the business side and there's a personal side, and, and whether you're recognizing or not that they're attached, they're attached. Yes. <laughs> so figure yes. that out. <laughs> On that human side, then walk us back through the the timeline from starting the uh, to to now. Who are some of the people, other people now? Uh, along the way that have impacted or for you even just been kind of there or, or, or uh, had an impact on you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that first and foremost, there is my business partner, Lucas Monastery, business and life partner. Like he, he can really think his way through any problem and push the boundaries of any system. Like he is... Mm -hmm. quite dynamic in that way and you know he he helps overcome limitations every day of certain systems it's like we don't need to build the workflow this way we can go try it this way we don't always have to use this one thing we can do another um, right and and that's something and, that you that that feeds you that complements you lucas yeah yeah lucas's technical strategy strengths like he's he's so good at at that systems architecting um just he's so good at that and then and then i would say outside of the, the the business family system you know there's there's always our employees um they they help build the company right they keep things running uh every day mm -hmm. um and then i would say you know they're I, I guess there's Ryan Milligan at Quota Path. Um, mm -hmm. I had him on my RevOps Careers podcast, and he also stepped in pretty last minute for a Women in Revenue HubSpot user group event I ran, and yeah. uh, he just he was just able to speak so eloquently about RevOps, and I learned quite a bit during his session, um, which was which was great. Um, and then I'm trying to think. And then, you know, there's there's also people that are outside of the RevOps space that I follow as well. Right, Ryan Zadradil, he's he's helped he's had like a, a friend um in the mental health space I mm -hmm. met. Uh there's lots of different people and I would say that it's not there these people aren't necessarily constants in your life, right? Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes there's people that come in at a certain point in your life when you're ready for them, right? Love. And then and then they ex they enter stage right, and then they exit stage left, and then like <laughs> you know, you know, like after like a month or two of like really intense work, right? And they then they leave or or something like that, you know. Like mm -hmm. I've had. Um, you know, I've had good therapists throughout the years as well that have helped impact me um, as well. And I want to call out to SounderMind. Like, SounderMind helps matches you up with a therapist that your insurance accepts. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of where I, I found my my most recent therapist. So it's it's just really these key people in your lives, like. 
you, I guess you have to realize the impermanence of them, which is really right. hard since my, my dad is currently in the hospital. Right. And you, that really makes you realize like, Oh, people, people don't stick around forever. They come in and then they, and then when it's their time, they go out, whether it's, you know, a layoff or they yeah. decide to go start another company or they leave. Right. They, it's not, people are not permanent and it's, mm. it's a hard, hard fact of life. Tough lesson. Mm-hmm. Understood. I, I love this idea. I know we were talking a little bit beforehand, but that, that idea that, um, yeah, pe- people can come in and have a big impact, but they don't have to stick around. That's not the, the point the the impact is, is where it comes from that it meant something to you or they delivered something to you in a way that just struck you in a, in a, in a new light. Um, and that's fine. That's enough. That's all it needs to be. I think that was yes. pretty insightful. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Sometimes it just takes one conversation with like a key person to pivot something key in your life. Or sometimes it takes like an ongoing relationship with like a therapist or someone to to, to make those little changes in your life to see a mm. big change, right? But it, it always it's just you just kind of make certain steps to keep on keep on changing and keep on growing as a person, right? <laughs> <Let's keep> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> All right. So to our last question here. Speaking of keeping on. Think 10 years in the future, 2032, 2032. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Islin 2032, what is she doing? And if she's in front of you today, what is she saying to you? What is she uh, telling you has happened or giving you advice on or congratulating you on doing right now that helped her? What What's, uh, what's the conversation like? Walk us through it. I don't know. I would... I would say we'd be living in Boston. We're, we're living in Colorado right now, so I want to say we'd be living in Boston. Um, at least, I think, I hope both of my kids would, would either be in college or graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, they're, I guess, yeah, they'd be in college, getting to college, something, something around college. College, <laughs> college is happening. Um And I would probably tell myself that the self-loathing, the self-pity, all of those things that you struggled with from those early childhood, you know, wounding, you know, is not, you can let all that shit go. Just let it go. (laughs) It's it's a hard thing to let go, right? Those early childhood memories and its meaning and the, the feeling behind it, right? But once you can let that go, you can be free. Mm-hmm. To make your own decisions and not be, uh, how do I say it, influenced by previous past decisions and and that that type of thing. I think there was a understood. There's there's a great newsletter out there on category design. Um, on category the pi- category design, it's like. They're the pirates of category design. I think it's Chris Locke and a couple of other folks mm-hmm. do it. But the category pirates, that's what they call it. Um, 
but it it's really he had an interesting newsletter in there mm-hmm. that like you know h you know harvard business school all these all these books and stuff are talking about what worked yesterday right mm-hmm. these case studies all these case studies that you do in business school is what worked yesterday category design is about what works tomorrow and today and you're you're trying to create new categories, new ways of thinking around your product, which is what will create market share and dominate market share. Um, and so that's that's why that's why like I, I I try to tell people don't let your past dictate your future, right? Ah, right. Like don't let your past dictate your future because if you let your past dictate your future, you're going to continue to do the same stuff that you did last year gotcha same, like so tw- insulin 2020 2032 is going to be really happy that <laughs> insulin 2022 has this mindset that if you continue your past then your past is now your future so exactly. start living your future exactly start living your future like go to the past be who you really are you know find find in in the in the myth of normal he talks about attachment versus authenticity and there's often we subvert who we are as who we truly are as people to be attached to our caregivers um and it's like and so it's like you know you gotta you gotta be authentic to who you are what like whoever that is and i'm still discovering who i am right Mm -hmm. but you've, you've gotta live true to who you are um and and like not have those attachment wounds anymore like right just live true to who you are like let go of the parental stuff and keep keep on moving forward keep on keeping on keep Keep on keeping on all right islin thanks so much will you will you share with us uh the best place to find you sure um I will probably get seriously spammed by text, <coughs> but the best place to find me, to probably text me at 907-406-4300. Uh, <laughs> <if you laughs> seriously, just text me. Um, All right. And, and, uh, or you can go to our website, fiastrategies.com, and book a discovery meeting. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> there's awesome. the unconventional way and the conventional way or if you really are creepy you can find me on linkedin too so received <laughs> phone number linkedin or uh phone number website or linkedin yes Islin, thanks so much for sharing your story with us thank you grant it's been, it's been and uh thanks for listening spinny spinny keep on spinning Thank you. Keep on spinning. Like Keep that. on spinning. <laughs> <laughs>